0: So what makes a good hiking partner? And is there such a thing as a bad hiking partner? Let's find out. Hello everyone and happy Thursday to you. Hope we're all getting ready for this beautiful upcoming weekend. Leaves are starting to change for a lot of us. Hope we're all making plans to get out there and enjoy this beautiful time of year. Instead of doing the traditional picking a few... Letters to address. Talk about something that I've received a lot of inquiries or a lot of questions about over the almost three years. Hard to believe, almost three years we've been doing this, but yes, almost three years. And that is, what makes a good hiking partner? How do I find a hiking partner? How do I know if I'm a good hiking partner? So we're going to talk about that. I've made a list. I covered what makes a good hiker a few weeks ago, so now I'm going to cover what makes a good hiking partner. So we all know... Hiking and, and backpacking, because I'm going to use, you know, when I say hiking or backpacking, they're, they're interchangeable for my purpose. For my, if I say hiking, yes, it applies to both. They're interchangeable for me. It's, it's a great activity and we all enjoy doing it. It gives it, but there's a lot of rewards we get from it connecting with nature, challenging our limits, to creating lasting memories. Solo hiking has a lot of merits. I've talked about it. You've heard me talk about it with guests. That solitude, that time to be with yourself, to learn about yourself, to reflect. It's awesome. But there's something special about sharing a trail with a good hiking partner, which I've been very fortunate to do throughout my life. And in putting together this list, I was able to really reflect on the years of hiking. And from when it was my my whether it's my older brother or to the, the guys I hike with now or my kids, I've been very fortunate. But I've heard horror stories about people and their hiking partners. heard people being in a group hike that just went bad. People just having bad experiences. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what exactly makes a good hiking partner. Let's look at the qualities. Explore the qualities and characteristics that can elevate your hiking experience when you're not hiking alone. Or make the people you're hiking with experience a little better. Reliability. When this person makes a plan to hike with me, can I depend on them being there? Or are they going to habitually be canceling at the last minute? Yes, things come up. People get sick. There's family emergencies. Things go wrong in the house. Recently, Pika Brew had a pipe break in his house or got a leak. Hey, that's those things are going to happen in our lives. When I talk about reliability or un, you know, not being reliable, I'm talking about the people who consistently are canceling at the last minute. Or the morning of, that's inconsiderate. That can ruin your plans, especially if you're someone who really feels you need to hike with a partner. Item number one, and what makes a good hiking partner is reliability. And if you're going to be hiking with a group, and again, apply this both ways, you want to be the reliable person. Let's not just look down our noses at other people. Be asking yourself the question as we go along here. Am I reliable? Am I that person that's constantly canceling? Compatibility. Do you enjoy each other's company? Do you have similar similar hiking goals and preferences? And that's important. When Peekabrew and Special K and I started hiking together back in 2016, Special K and I, we've been doing outdoor activities and hiking as far back as 2011. But in 2016, we started with a similar goal, and that was to hike the Catskill 35. Then we went on to the Catskill Winter. And now we just kind of have a, a bunch of scattered goals but you know we all have we all at this point know our hiking preferences our hiking style and have similar goals while we're out there effective communication communication is important leading up to your hike and while you're out on the trail equally important setting a time and date you're going to leave having a location if you're if you're picking a location let your hiking partners know where you're going uh, if there's any special equipment or gear or maps they need to bring, bring that to their attention. But while you're out on the trail as well, as many of you know, I've had my moments where I, I have a problem with electrolytes and, and now I've got something I'm taking here that hopefully will help with that. Uh, but I've had at least two occasions in the past five or six years where I've kind of hit the wall on the trail. Where I've had to like stop and, and regroup. And one of them was recently when I was with Peekabrew. And because I felt very comfortable communicating this to him, it made the experience better for me. So instead of like pushing through when I was feeling lousy, Peekabrew said, hey, you know, we're not that far from the car. He went to the car, brought me back a couple of waters uh, because at that point, I, I knew that it, you know, I'd gone through my water. I went through two liters two liters of water on a day where I really shouldn't have. It wasn't that warm and we didn't, we didn't cover that many miles. But he brought back And the water, by the time he got there, I was feeling a little better. But the bottom line here is, I felt comfortable telling him that. That's part of the communication too. Are you comfortable communicating, even the bad stuff, with your hiking partners? Safety awareness, and that needs to be a big priority. Are the people you're hiking with, or are you, a risk taker? Do you want to be the next story that's going around social media of that person that did something stupid out on the trail? or while they're in the woods, or when out there unprepared? Safety awareness. Do you want to be out there with that person who's constantly taking risk, makes a good hiking partner, a person that's aware of those situations? Do they know basic first aid? Do they carry the 10 essentials with them? Are they able to make good decisions in terms of, is it time to turn around? Something we have made a practice of, especially in the winter, We have a turnaround time. When it's not winter, the other three seasons, I think we all kind of know how far we can go. We've done enough of these hikes together, the three of us. It's not as much of an issue. But in the winter, before we leave the car, we set a turnaround time, a hard turnaround time of when, hey, whether we make it to our goal or not, this is when we're turning around and going back. Are they a team player on a backpacking trip? Are they willing to share the gear? If you're sharing a tent, will they carry their half of the tent plus some of the cook gear? If it's a backpacking trip, are they willing to help people if they're struggling to get up a rock scramble? Um, if you bring rope with you, are they that person that's willing to give an extra hand to help a person that might help a person that might be struggling to ascend to to be or descend? And to me, it's more difficult to get down than to go up. Um, but you know, in those situations, are they a, that person that's willing to give a helping hand? Positive attitude. Probably the most important thing you can bring out on the trail with you, whether you're with a group or not. And that's a tough one to keep. We would learned that this year. Well, I learned it twice this year. One of our hikes, you heard me talk about it, 15 or 16 hours in a tent while it was raining. We had solo tents, so we were like split up, so it wasn't even like we could talk, play cards. We just laid in our tents by ourselves for 16 hours. The next morning, we had a discussion. The consensus was, Let's just pack it in and go home. And we went home, I believe, with positive attitudes. Wasn't a wasted trip. Again, with a positive attitude is don't look at it as I failed to meet my goal or I failed to do this. You don't fail when you go out into the outdoors. You just make a decision to go back another day. You're just saying, hey, you know what? I didn't make it to that summit. I didn't finish this trail. I'll go back another day. Look for the positives. you got to enjoy time with your friends you got to spend some time in the outdoors. Number seven, respect for nature. And this is an important one, too. Remember, you're the visitor. When you're out there in the forest, you're the visitor. Be respectful of that. And practice leave no trace. It is so important. And I'm seeing this ignored more and more. And I hate to say it, and this isn't a blanket statement and all dog owners or all people that hike with children that have that are in diapers, but this is where I'm seeing the biggest offenders. These little green bags laid by the side of the trail. They are the, the, the biggest offenders. And yes, I've even seen diapers tossed to the side of the trail. In the winter time, people just leaving their orange peels, go hiking, you know, in a cold weather area in the spring when the snow melts and you start to see toilet paper blossoms. Leave no trace, please. If you're with somebody who's not aware of leave no trace in a respectful and kind way, talk to them about it. Try to make sure they understand it and are practicing it. Adaptability. Right, as I stated just recently, nature's unpredictable. When we went up there that day, there was a chance there might have been a shower. When John and I went back up and we were going to spend two weeks, that was our grand plan. Nothing in the forecast it said there was going to be three straight days of rain and it was going to be an historical amount of rain dropped on the area. It happened. We had to make decisions. You know, it might not be ones that at the time I was completely happy with, but again, had to be uh, be positive about it and just say, hey, you know what, we had to go home we'll go back another time. Mountains aren't going anywhere. Could have hung out for two or three days in the rain. That wouldn't have been fun. We made the right decision. We adapted. So adaptability for you and the people you're hiking with. And the enjoyment of silence. Those moments when you really won't be talking. Yeah believe it or not, on occasion, I get talked out. I don't have anything to say. Not very often, but it happens. When Schumann and I hiked the Tahoe Rim Trail, on our way back to San Francisco we talked about those moments where what felt like maybe just minutes were really like hours where we weren't talking to each other at all, only because we just were in a mentally in a place where we didn't feel like we needed to carry on a conversation. And friendship. Finally, a good hiking partner or someone whom you can share a strong bond. Hiking together can create unforgettable memories, strengthen your friendship. Uh, when I've done this with my children, it's especially now they're adults, I feel like it brings us closer. So that's the 10th thing that makes a good hiking partner. And I guess for friendship, you maybe just need to be open-minded or have that willingness or wanting to do that. I hope this helps all of you who have asked these questions over the last three years. Finding a good hiking partner... For me, it's been easy, as I said. It hasn't been a problem for me. I have heard stories where people's goals have been overly ambitious, and it ruins the hike for other people. In fact, there was a hike leader that um, in the Catskills a couple of years ago somebody had complained about. They were going out there, and even though they were leading a group of six or seven, they were just going and going and going and didn't care how far behind people were. Yeah, that's going to happen. Even when you're a hiking le- hike leader, you, you're... It's a partnership. You're out there with a group. People whose goals aren't similar. Back to my days with the Boy Scouts, there was a leader who took a group of boys out in a mountain range that he was trying to hike to check off a list. The boys weren't prepared to do that, nor did they want to do it. There's a number of things that can create a bad hiking partnership. Fortunately, I haven't made to deal with them. But if you have, I hope these 10 items are helpful to you. If you already have a hiking partner or you're getting into a club or a hiking group, ask yourself these questions Are you being that person? Are you enjoying the silence? Are you being adaptable while you're out there? Are you respecting nature? Do you have a positive attitude, et cetera, et cetera? Everybody, get outside, enjoy this time of year. The cooler temperatures are here, the leaves are changing, have some fun. And do your best to be safe. Thanks for listening. If you haven't done so yet, go to our website, PapaBearHikes.com. Listen to past episodes. Check us out on social media. Go to our YouTube channel, Martin Outside. All those links are there. In addition to that, you can buy our book or see what you're missing out on if you're not a Patreon member yet. Remember to get outside, have fun, and be safe. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity.